Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. This is You Can Sit With Us, and my name is Katie Steele. As I spoke about on the encouraging video on Instagram and Facebook, the first part of 2020, we're going to go into this idea of God giving us beauty for ashes. You see, I know that there are individuals that may listen to this who have past hurts from abuse and neglect that are still plaguing you. They're plaguing your mind and your heart, and they're allowing you to sit in a place of just not believing in yourself, not truly understanding how God sees you and the life that he wants for you. So that's why we're starting off here in this place of maybe hurts and pains, and maybe you don't want to go there. But like I said in the videos and the messages, please private message me on Facebook or Instagram and ask me more about my story. I'd be more than happy to share the counseling I've been to, the different avenues I've had to go through to find healing in the last 20 years. I'm in an open book to you. So if you're listening to this podcast and you need encouragement or help to get to that next step of healing, give me a message. You can also message me at Catherine underscore steel at iCloud.com. And I will be more than happy to write you encouraging messages back. So Let's go for this discussion with my friend Jen Sutherland. Hopefully, it will be very eye-opening to you if you have been abused that you're not alone or if you're someone who has a heart for those who've been abused. This is an awesome ministry that she belongs to, Esther's Place. And just hear her heart as she goes throughout the streets of Brazil ministering to girls who have gone through horrible lives and just need the light and love of Christ. So let's get started. Jen, thank you so much for coming and speaking with us. Can you begin by telling us a little bit about how did you get into this ministry? How did Esther's begin? Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Katie. It's really (laughs) an honor and my pleasure to be here sharing with you and all of your listeners today. And um, I think really the only way that I got involved in going to Brazil was just something that God put on my heart. I went on a mission trip when I was 19 and God really just tugged on my heart and my mom's heart while we were there to do something to help the girls that were really suffering, living in abuse, living in darkness there, do something to help them. And it was something that we thought was going to start really small and just help the missionaries down there that we went to work with and serve alongside of to start something. And mm. over the course of several years, one thing led to another, and we ended up starting our own grassroots organization. And we did that back in 2006 that oh, wow. we founded the organization. Nice. So, yeah. That's wonderful. So what did you see in that first visit that made you want to minister to the, I, I want to say young girls. Um, we're looking at like, what is the age range that you've been you know, honored to, to speak to, to mm-hmm. minister to? Um, the age of girls that we're working with today are between four and 18. Oh, wow. Okay. And I think the best way I can describe that first experience going to Brazil, I went in kind of um, naive and really not sure of what I was going to do. Sure. My mom had called me one day, asked if I was interested in going on a mission trip, and I always had a heart for missions, and that was um, really a desire that was 
in our family to be involved in ministry and my parents had always wanted to do ministry full-time once they retired and um, so that was always a part of my life and really something God put in my heart from a young age but I think in this moment in my freshman year of college and um, probably in a selfish phase of life and I heard my mom ask do I want to go to Brazil and I just without thinking about it I said well yes of course (laughs) why not and I think it was really shocking also to her because that was kind of her bargain with God that Mm. I don't really want to do this but if Jen says she'll go with me then I'll go wow and her kind of thinking Jen's not going to say yes because Jen doesn't say yes to anything I ask her to do. Right. So, so this <laughs> the old, can be... The old mother-daughter mm-hmm. uh, dynamic. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, okay, this can be my way out. Mm. That I'll make this bargain with God. And, and I, without really batting an eye, wow. just said, yes, I would love to go. That's amazing. And, and I think it was just God really preparing both of us for what he knew he had planned for us for the future that mm. we had no idea. And had God told either one of us what he was going to do with our simple yes we probably would have run the other direction and said absolutely not (laughs) you picked the wrong person and and even that trip we there was a lot of like unrest and uncertainty Mm. should we do this and tried to get out of going a couple of times and God just continued to say no I need you to go and and we had complete peace about going when we left and um but had no idea what God was going to do and how he was going to use that to really change the entire course of future for both of us right and so I went very naive on this trip not really knowing what to expect what we were going to do I think that's a good place to be sometimes with God yeah I think that's (laughs) That's really where we need to be with God for him to use us. Yeah, I agree. Because if God shows us the whole picture, we're... Like you just said, we'd run the right, other way. We'd run the other way. <laughs> yeah. And and I think it's that um, just God saying, I don't, I don't need your ability. I need your availability. Yeah. And, and it sounds like your childlike faith. Yes. Yeah. That, okay, if, you know, God's going to prepare me for whatever it is that he's asking me to do so I don't need to have all the answers I shouldn't have all the answers or all the ability because it's really God's work that we're just the vessels to be used by him yeah that Um, takes a lot of pressure off I'm sure people who are listening yeah you don't have to have it all together yeah to, to answer the call yes and I think that's one thing that me and my parents when we went on this journey to start this organization we thought why us? We don't have the resources. We don't have the audience. We don't Mm. have the training or any of the things that we as humans might think, well, I need to have all of these things. Okay, Jen, I need you to give me my journal back because you're (laughs) literally reading my journal right now. (laughs) God is so faithful. But yeah, no, continue. I mean, that's that is something that can hinder and stop us so many times mm-hmm. when we hear God's still small voice to go and do something. Yeah. God, I don't have A, B, C, all the way to Z. Yeah. I don't know what you, why are you calling me? That's right. a really good place to be. Yeah, that's and that's really the place where God needs us to yeah. be so that he can do his work mm. that he wants to do because he sees the big picture. He sees 
down the road what this is going to be. He sees Esther's place in 14 years. Right, that's, exactly. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so, and I think it was just when we went to Brazil that first trip, working with um, the missionaries there and working with the street ministry that they have to children literally living on the streets. Wow. And the only way I can still now, it's been 18 years since I went on that trip, mm-hmm. to describe that was really an out-of-body experience that I just could not comprehend the fact that this was real life for these innocent children. Yeah. And yes, we have poverty here. Yes, I've seen that in my midst, but never had I ever seen something like this. And I just could not comprehend how can this be? Yeah. And like you stated earlier, these girls were as young as four years old. Yeah. I mean, these girls, there were girls there, young teenage girls having babies born on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. That their friends, the girls in their gang that they lived on the streets with, on the beach, helping these young girls deliver their baby because there was wow. nowhere for them to go. And oh, my goodness. And did you hear these stories, like, when you got on? Or did you hear these stories before you even got there? Or is this something that you were no, like? No, this was wow. not stories that we heard before we got there. It was just what we experienced. And um, there were some girls in that first trip that came up to... I don't know if it was to my mom or some of the missionaries there because the mission organization we went to work with had a home for boys coming off the street and they always had a desire to start something for girls but they didn't have the resources or the people to do it right and these girls came up to us and we're begging the missionaries there you know please can you take me somewhere I don't want to live here I don't want this to be my life, but there was nowhere for them to go. Right. And God really clearly on the last day spoke to my mom that you have to do something to help these girls. I'm asking you to do something to help these girls. And she just said, okay. Wow. But again, with a lot of, you know, I think these thoughts, why me? Like, how am I going to be able to do this? I don't have you know, all of these things I said, I don't have the resources. I don't have the audience. I don't have, you know, how can I do this? So again, she, you know, started to bargain with God that, (laughs) okay, God, she's not alone. (laughs) If you really want me to do this, then Mike, my dad, when I go home, Mike will, you know, say, okay, we, you know, we can do this. So she came home and my dad just without thinking twice, said we have to do something to help Mm. we have to do something to help these girls wow and and that started our journey of thinking we were just going to raise money to help the ywam base down there start a home for girls like they had a home for boys and one thing led to another and in 2006 was when we started esters wow that is amazing. <laughs> I'm just like trying to take it all in and picturing you going on that first trip and seeing these girls and like just desperate mm-hmm. living on the streets, having babies on the streets. That is hard for me to wrap my brain around. And I've heard your stories before. Yeah. So thank you so much for starting this um, conversation that way and just putting yourself out there like that. Um, 
So let's fast forward a couple years as you guys, you know, you and your mother say, yes, we're going to do this. Your dad's on board. What did that look like moving forward? Did you go on more mission trips? Did you meet, you know, some leaders on on ground and things like that? So Yeah, so we continued to go a couple times a year down to Brazil working with the missionaries we were had developed a good relationship with and starting to do different fundraisers here Mm -hmm. in Michigan to raise money to help them start a home for girls and and just really dreaming with them building a relationship with the girls there that needed a place to go and just really dreaming together about what God wanted to do and how he wanted to use us and we can continue to do that I at first thought, wow, like my heart was so touched by mm-hmm. all of this. And I thought, I want to drop out of school and just go save the world. Yes. And <laughs> why bother going to school anymore? And and my parents were so kind and gracious with me and said, you know, if this is what God is asking you to do, we'll support you. But we really think you should finish school first. Right. right. <laughs> There's some wisdom here. Too. Yeah. <laughs> And so I decided, okay, I'm going to finish school. And I'm so thankful I did because I think it's, while yes, God does use the people that are just available and willing to be used, I think we also need to do our part and get the skills and the training for us to be equipped and um, able for God to use us the best way he can use us. Derek and I were talking about that last night, how we have this arsenal of uh, tools that God's given us. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you go to school or you educate yourself, you're allowing God to give you more arrows in that quiver. So it's like, okay, so we're going to go and help these women who have obviously been um, told they are nothing, they are worthless, and we're going to go give them value. Well, we almost have to stop and give ourselves value right? and believe that God has valued us before we can run and tell somebody else those things, you know? So I love that you did that. Yeah. That was really wise. And your parents gave you grace too. That was... Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, really great. So we, you know, just continue to go on this journey, continue to go a couple times a year to Brazil, Mm -hmm. raise money, raise awareness about the issue and what we wanted to do. And as time went by, we still just continue to do the same thing and started talking with the leaders down in Brazil that we wanted to work with. And Mm. um, God had really put it on my mom's heart that now is the time. You have to do something. You can't just sit on this any longer. Wow. And this was probably... I got chills. (laughs) This was maybe in like the end of 2005. Okay. And um, my mom was at a worship service at the uh, mission down there in Recife. And God really clearly spoke to her. There was this young boy who was a son of some of the missionaries there. And he, I think he had Down syndrome. Mm. Um, But he didn't talk. He was deaf, but full of the Holy Spirit. Wow. And, And even if he did speak... He would speak Portuguese. And at the time, my mom did not speak any Portuguese. Sure. And he came and sat down next to her in the middle of this worship service. And he was like tapping her on the shoulder. And my mom was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Jonas. I see you. And <laughs> um, and he continued to like tap on her. Like clearly he had a message right. to give her. And she just kind of, you know, 
smiled and nodded and just kind of like blowing it off. Like, you know, it was no big deal. Sure. And then Jonas, he grabs um, a Bible for, I don't even know whose Bible it was. It was whoever was sitting on the other side of him. And he opens up his Bible and Matthew and is pointing at this verse to my mom. And again, this Bible is in Portuguese. So my mom is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jonas. You know, he can't read. He can't, he doesn't know what this says. And so then Jonas very persistently, he picks up a red ink pen and starts underlining this verse in the Bible. And my mom finally was like, okay, I think like God is trying to tell me something here perhaps. So she writes down the verse And I don't know if maybe she didn't have her Bible with her or I'm not sure, but she writes down the verse and um, continues to participate in the worship service. And then when she goes back to her room at the end of the night, she looks up this verse and it's the verse where it says how you still lack one thing, sell everything you have and give it to the poor and then come follow me. And God just so clearly spoke to my mom in that moment that it's time to do what I've called you to do. Wow. And oh, you need... Darn it, Jen, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> and and that was the moment where she knew, okay, you know, we have to do this. Yeah. And really sharing with our friends there that God has shown me we have to do this. And if we don't respond, he's going to send somebody else. So either you're coming with me or or we're going to do this without you. And... And that was a really hard decision for her to make because these were people that had become like family to us. Sure. And they weren't ready to jump off the cliff and jump into the unknown with God and what he wanted to do. And so that was really how we got to where we were to starting our own organization and um, working with the young girls in Brazil. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is so amazing. I think your story and your mom's story is going to speak to people on so many different levels. Um, not just, you know, um, getting through places where perhaps our listeners have been in darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get more into that as uh, we continue forth with this, with this series on beauty for ashes, but you've brought up so many good points about endurance, mm-hmm. about stopping and listening to the still small voice of God and knowing that we don't have to have it all together and likely you don't have it all together right yeah when God is calling you forth you know uh, there's a song I listen to right now and it talks about how Moses had a stutter David was little with a rock and like I mean you can go through example upon example upon example of how God calls these individuals in the Bible to do amazing great things and they had so many personal flaws or yeah. doubts about themselves or whatever yeah. and even messed up after the call was on their lives you know right. so we can't let those things hinder us into um, going it forth into our complete healing right and helping others to go forth into their complete healing as well so thank you so much for sharing that very powerful testimony of how you guys came together and started Esther's place with and without support right emotionally spiritually financially your mother and and eventually you went forth and said nope this is what god's calling us to do and without knowing exactly the next step we're still going to journey forth in this wow what an awesome privilege it was to be with you today jen thank you so much for sharing your story with us and truly inspiring us 
to look outside of our own world to help those who may be hurting. Um, I just want to ask everyone if they get a moment in time to keep Jen in your prayers and to keep Esther's in your prayer. It's such an honor to be able to go forth in ministry for God, but I know that it can be very hard at times as well. So let's just pray that God provides peace and clarity, wisdom as Jen moves forward in this ministry. And I would just be honored if you all could join in covering her with prayer. Thank you so much for joining me again. This is You Can Sit With Us, and I can't wait to bring some more awesome content to you all very soon.